Pod, Season 3, Episode 5, The Responsibility of Truth. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. But you shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or not, for they are rebellious. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 7, in ASB. I wouldn't be me if I came up with a plan and just went straight by the book all the way through. Uh, If you've been listening for all three seasons, you know that when the Spirit asks me to speak on something other than what I plan to, I always oblige. So that's what I'm doing today. If you're new, welcome to the roller coaster. That is me. And um, I hope you don't mind too much that we're going to step away from the theme of common knowledge just for this episode. Uh, I hope just for this episode, but I make no promises about that. Um, And we're going to talk about something slightly different. So over the weekend, I was studying the book of Ezekiel for completely unrelated reasons and completely unrelated reasons to what we're going to talk about today. But there was a passage in within Ezekiel that really spoke to me um, and I felt like I wanted to talk about this passage and um, I don't know I just felt very convicted by the passage so first I'm gonna read the passage to you it's a little long but it won't make sense unless I read the whole passage to you so I'm gonna read the passage and then we'll start talking about it so we're going to Ezekiel chapter 3 starting at verse 16 all the way through verse 21 I'm reading from the NASB for those who are curious, and it says, Now at the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, you will certainly die, and you do not warn him or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked way so that he may live, That wicked person shall die for wrongdoing, but his blood I will require from your hand. However, if you have warned the wicked and he does not turn away from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for wrongdoing, but you have saved yourself. Again, when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and commits sin, and I place an obstacle before him, he will die. Since you have not warned him, he shall die in his sin and his righteousness deeds shall he his righteous deeds which he has done shall not be remembered but his blood i will require from your hand however if you have warned the righteous person that the righteous is not to sin and he does not sin he shall certainly live because he took warning and you have saved yourself Now, the reason this hit me so hard, um, I think there is a lot of reasons, but 
to start off, um, as followers of Christ, as disciples of Christ, I, I guess let's back up for a second. We're all called to be disciples of Christ. If you say that you are a believer, then you are also supposed to be a disciple. Um, and in truth, the, the phrase Christian should mean follower of Christ and follower of Christ should mean disciple of Christ. And the commission given to the disciples is to go and make other disciples, to go and to teach and to spread the word of the gospel. Um, so technically speaking, um, and we talked about this a little last season, the church has things completely mixed up. As a believer, your job is not to just sit on a pew and, and soak in things, um, but it is to share the good news and to um, build up um, other saints to help grow those who are babies in the faith if you are older and then as you become older to transition and start to spread the word yourself that is the general idea and um within that i feel like because of how our society is we have gotten very caught up in a live and let live society where we don't want to say anything about anything. And I, I totally understand because I'm guilty of this myself. Um, in some cases, you worry about being respectful. I definitely think that anytime you're talking to people, you should, one, be moving by the Holy Spirit. Don't be going off of your own personal beliefs and your own personal feelings and your own uh, personal vendettas or whatever. Um, two, it should be done in love, right? Because the whole point of this is that you're supposed to love someone enough to care about their well-being. Um, and guys, I'm trying really hard to stay like straight to the point. But so many things are popping into my head as I'm talking that I just feel like I'm going to branch off in all different directions. But love, like when you say that you love somebody, um, it means that you care about their well-being. And that means that sometimes you want like you want what's best for them and when we talk about what's best i mean yes there are times when my parents have said or done something that even today i don't necessarily think it was what is best right because we're humans and we're flawed and we're not perfect however a lot of the things that i was upset with my parents with when i was a child when i was a teenager now that I'm an adult, I actually do look back and I'm like, oh, I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they didn't let me do this. I'm glad that they made me do this or, or that they pushed me for this or, or whatever. Um, and it turns out that it was, in fact, in my best interest. And that's the same relationship we have with God. We are the children and God is like, I, I, I can't let you have cookies for dinner because that's going to make you sick. Right. And you're like, you don't love me because you won't let me have cookies. No, I love you. I just don't want you to die. I want you to grow up nice and healthy and be strong and be able to fight off COVID and all of those things. And so um, we we as human beings, we have to be mindful of that. Like there's, you know, there's the one hand of realizing that you're not infallible. So being aware that, you know, being in tune with the Holy Spirit, that when you are talking to somebody, you're not just pushing your own beliefs or your own desires onto this person, but also as a person, when, when people are coming to you in love, 
um, and they're telling you that something is wrong or that they're worried about what you're doing or, you know, or trying to, you know, put you back on the straight and narrow path that Christ has described, um, realizing that they're doing it in love and that they want the best for you, not that they're trying to harm you or that they hate you or something like that. But what really pulled me into this, um, as I, as I was saying, we today are in kind of this live and let live society. And I want to speak more so about people who already profess to be Christian. And the reason I want to keep it in that context is, you know, for starters, when, when God said this to Ezekiel, um, he was talking about Ezekiel going out and talking to the house of Israel. And I, it's important to put context to what you're reading. It's important to um, understand the text in full. The Bible is not something that you should just quote just a passage or just a verse um, and not look at the context, not look at how it fits into the whole picture. I've been saying that, I will continue to say that because that's one of the num that's probably the number one reason why people don't understand the word and why people misconstrue things because they're taking things out of context. And an important note in this context is that Ezekiel is speaking to the Israelites. The Israelites have already made a covenant with God and there's already a standard that they are supposed to be adhering to. And so the parallel to that are people who are professing to be Christians. I'm not talking about people who believe something else or who are not sure what they believe or whatever in between that spectrum is. I want to talk about people who profess to be Christians but are not following the word. And the reason I want to address that is because there are there's so much confusion, okay? And Satan is the author of confusion. And that's probably why there's so much confusion because he is the prince of this world and that's what he wants to happen. But we have multiple denominations and some of denominations believe things that are biblically incorrect. I don't I don't know how to put it in a more polite way, but there are denominations that believe things that are just biblically incorrect. Then you have denominations that follow traditions. They're following traditions of man, which are not necessarily uh, it's not like, oh, this is the end of the world because you follow this tradition. But they hold it as though it is, um, you know, something that is, is biblical, but it's not really biblical, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and then you have people, all of the denominations really are following pagan traditions that were brought in from Rome. And with that mixture, you also have a lot of Christians that have gone into a lot of new age practices and they're following these new age ideas and they're following these false preachers that are celebrity pastors that are saying things that sound good and will make you feel good but are not actually biblical and are very problematic. Then, I know there's so much, then you have the opposite spectrum where you have people who are uber, uber conservative. And I'm not knocking conservatism. I probably fall on a more conservative end of the spectrum when we talk about Christianity and we talk about beliefs because I am more of a uh, purist or a fundamentalist in terms of stripping out these man-made traditions and these pagan 
holidays and all of that. However, um, what we see with a lot of the, you know, super conservative Christians, um, what people traditionally call the evangelicals or whatever, is then you start seeing a lot of hatred pop up and a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of finger pointing, and a lot of things that just don't make any sense. Um, we just went through an election where once again, you have majority of white evangelicals supporting a man that does not fit any of the definitions of a leader that are in the Bible. And I'm going to link some of those verses um, in the show notes and in the description box, just in case you want to fact check me on that. But if you go through the list that describes what a leader is and how a leader is supposed to carry themselves, that's not how Donald Trump behaved. And yet you had plenty of Christian, so-called Christian pastors endorsing him. Now, I'm not saying this as an endorsement to Joe Biden, because there are also things on the left that are very much not in line with Christian beliefs. Neither the left nor the right are Christian parties, and they don't profess to stand for Christian beliefs. So I, I don't know why pastors are, you know, thinking this. Just because this one idea or tenet or belief that the party holds seems to fit in with what you believe religiously does not mean that the people are good people. And it doesn't even mean that they believe the same things you believe. So I wanted to put it out there because I, there's so many things going on under the guise of the name Christianity that if I was not a Christian, I would be completely confused as to what Christianity is actually about. And that's what we see. A lot of people that I talk to that are either baby Christians or they're they're very, very shallow in, at the shallow end of the pool. They don't read, the, they haven't fully read the word for themselves. They're still learning. They're very much confused and being pulled this way and that way. And then of course you have people who will hear this or you're going to a church where you have one of these false pastors and they're saying things that are not true. And because you think this is what Christianity is, you reject Christianity altogether. This is what I've seen and it is very troublesome. It is something that annoys me and it is something that weighs heavy on my heart. Um, and it's also something that makes me feel um, very, very protective about what I say in the podcast, what I write on my blog, because I don't want to lead people astray. I don't want to be wrong. And I, I can say honestly from my own experience that, you know, Christianity is supposed to be about a relationship with God. Um, what is written in the Bible, I should say. I've gotten to the point that I hate, I low-key hate using the word Christian because it means something different to all these, uh, to everybody. But what is, from what is written in the word of God, um, it is a relationship with God and it's something that evolves. And so if you had talked to me when I was 10 versus now, or when I was 20 versus now, my beliefs have changed some. My understanding of who God is, my understanding of scriptures has changed. I've become what, much more aware of the context in which certain things are. I can explain certain things better. Um, it's just been a, a journey. And so I'm not necessarily upset with people who are new in their faith that don't really know what's happening. But I do... I am upset with the people who profess to be pastors that are out here spreading misinformation. Um, but as I was reading this 
passage in Ezekiel, it reminded me that those of us who are aware have a duty to speak up. And when we let things go um, and we let people continue to call themselves Christian and continue to um, defame, is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know what word I'm looking for. Uh, Slander. Slander may be the right word I'm looking for. When they're slandering the name of God, um, and they're they're actually talking about their own God, this God they've created in their mind that operates on their you know on what they think and what they believe instead of what's actually written and following the character of Yahweh, um, we are doing a disservice to our fellow man, and we are we will be held accountable. So if I know that someone is speaking false, if I if I know that you're on a path that is in the wrong direction and you're telling me that you're a Christian, it is my responsibility to say to you like, hey, you know, I don't think that that's actually right. Like, let's let's talk about this. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning, this should be done in love. It should be done respectfully and it should be done at the urging of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the person that convict, is, is, is the one who convicts people. It, I can't convict you. I can't tell you that you're wrong and then you suddenly believe that you're wrong and start making a change. It is the Holy Spirit that comes into our heart and convicts us and tells us like, hey, this is not what's right for you. And then causes you to make a change. And as a person who's made many changes throughout my life for God, I can tell you that when people tell you things, for instance, people have been telling me to drink water my whole life. They've been telling me to stop drinking soda and to start drinking water. And I try it and I try it and it really has a hard time sticking. Um, I'm doing okay. I've been drinking water for about two weeks now. We'll see how long this lasts. But when, you know, but because it's not something that the Holy Spirit has convicted me of, it's very difficult for me to change who I am and, and suddenly implement this change. But when the Holy Spirit convicted me to start keeping the Sabbath or to stop eating unclean meat, it wasn't that hard. It actually really wasn't that hard. And that's because it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit. And it's the same concept. When we talk to our brothers and sisters in Christ and we're bringing them certain truths and we're pointing out new age philosophy or we're telling them like, you know, hey, like maybe we should do a Bible study together, then... It, it's got to be the Holy Spirit that comes in and, and does the convicting and, and makes people accept that truth. And so I wanted to put that out there to remind you that when you see things like that, we do have that responsibility. Um, I also wanted to put it out there because I am doing a, I guess, a slippery slope topic this season. Um, and I, I've been putting this disclaimer in the videos that I'm not endorsing the other religions, I'm showing the similarities. And one thing that I did want to say in this video um, that I haven't specifically or explicitly mentioned in the other videos as a caveat to that is that there is this ideology, this mentality that's going around that's trying to lump everything together and say it's the same. Um, they want to say that we're all worshiping the same God. You have people like Oprah and, and Joel Olstein that are like, there are many paths to God. And while I agree, 
in the sense that you may come to me you may come to know god at a later age or a younger age you may call him yahweh or jehovah or you may prefer saying god you may call him elohim um just like you may say jesus or you may say yahshua or you may say yehoshua or you know there, there are lots of different pr pronunciations you may be saying different things i fully um, agree with that and you may come to christ you may start off as the prostitute or the alcoholic or the you know the the person who was addicted to drugs um, or you may be the person who grew up in the church your whole life i do agree that there are many different roads that we will take that will bring us to god because everyone has their own unique journey however there is one god and that one god has one character it the bible tells us that he does not change and so if your god has a completely different character and is requiring completely different things of you or does not require certain things from you then that is not god that is not yahweh let me put it like that okay that is not yahweh that is not the god of the bible then we are no longer worshiping the same god and so i wanted to say that because i don't want anybody to walk away from my series thinking that I am promoting that idea. I am not. I am talking about similarities because I want to point out the fact that there are certain things that we do all know and there are truths in different religions. I don't think that they're all sitting out here babbling 100% false information. There are certain truths that are in different religions and, um, and even into the vein of what we're calling it because I mean, in a way, um, a lot of our organized religions or all of our organized religions are man-made. And I'm not interested in man-made things. I am interested in walking with Yahweh and living according to his word as written in his scriptures. And so, you know, there is a verse where it says that, you know, where Jesus says that he has sheep of a different fold that they don't know about. And so... I, I definitely do think you should be, you know, reserved about pointing fingers and about saying, you know, you're not right or this is right and that's not. And, you know, again, the Holy Spirit is the one that's supposed to be leading us and telling us what's right and what's wrong. But whatever it is that is that Jesus has, these sheep that are from a different fold, these the this this other um, thing whatever this other knowledge or whatever it, even if it is it should still line up with scripture that is how we know it says test the test the saints test the the prophets test everything and you will know them by their fruit you will know them by how it matches up so if it matches up to the fruit of the spirit then it is the spirit and the only way you can really know is that the holy spirit is within you the spirit recognizes the spirit so that is, um, I guess, a piece of advice is to continually pray for discernment and the Holy Spirit so that you can recognize what is real and what is fake. Um, but I just wanted to come on and talk about this because I wanted to remind myself that I have an obligation and a duty um, to present the word as accurately as I know it to be and that I have a duty to call out people who are not in the world, people who are not actually Christian. Um, I know 
we don't like to say that it's you know it's like oh that's you know oh that's judgmental to say that they're not a christian or whatever but if you are not representing yahweh properly you're not representing the message of christ properly then you are not a christian please stop calling yourself so um and i just wanted to put that out there um because i definitely as as a blogger youtuber podcaster um you know there is a message that's being put out there and people are confused and I see it and I understand why people are confused and it's hard because some of us I don't know why some of us you know are are in different places than others um God speaks to different people differently and some of us maybe we had extra time I can say for myself there was a summer that I had where I just had a lot of free time and I spent that time reading and that's how I learned a lot of what I learned and other people maybe you don't have that free time maybe you're a mother and you have kids that you're worried about or you're a father or you know you are just busy like you were working on your career or whatever and you didn't have that time to just sit and read and read and read or maybe reading is not how you learn best maybe you learn better with pictures and you know if, if that is you I, I highly recommend the Bible Project um, they have a series that goes through the Bible pictorially and it, it's pretty good. I haven't seen every single one, so I'm not telling you it's 100%, you know, infallible or anything like that, but it looks pretty good from what I've seen. Um, but just in general, people learn differently. And so it, you know, those of us who have had the time to study and who have, you know, taken extra classes, like I've been taking Hebrew, um, it is our responsibility to try to stay as accurate as possible and to share that information so that is pretty much all that i wanted to say um i hope that this was edifying and that it was helpful um and i challenge you to look at how you are portraying the word of god because it always starts with self so challenging myself um and i'm challenging you that you look at self first it is most important that you take care of your own temple first and that you make sure you are walking in the word because that's the only way that the spirit is going to be able to actually give you discernment um so getting ourselves in order first and then once we have ourselves in order making sure that we um are respectfully and lovingly um keeping our friends and family in order as well and whatever if you are also a content creator making sure that the content that you put out is um appropriate and all of those wonderful things so that is my challenge for you next week god willing we will be back to the common knowledge series and as always i want to know what you guys want to hear about if there's a topic that you think i should be talking about or you're interested in or you're curious about you can always reach out to me leave a comment whatever platform it is that you interact with me the most there's instagram there's youtube um there's a facebook page there is the blog however you want to connect feel free to leave me a message and i will try to get back to you or i will try to incorporate that idea into a video or into um, a podcast episode thank you guys once again and i will see you next time bye